if I was a boss, I think I would be a struggle boss. I think you can tell how the week has been based on that. Welcome to Where the Wind Takes You, the podcast. My name is Katie Gallagher. At my knees is Mr. Albert. The fire is lit. It is Friday night. It is actually 12 minutes past nine on a Friday night. The washing machine is going. I've done my jobs. And this is how a wild night in my life is. Is it boring? Possibly. Do I like it? Absolutely. Today's topic, ladies and gents, is about the guilt of feeling. And I was talking about this a little bit on stories over the weekend, over the week, sorry. And I was trying to like get my thoughts prepared for this. And it's no secret coming back to school, I have definitely fallen into a depression. And I say that word a little bit more lightly than it needs to be because obviously I haven't been diagnosed by a doctor, okay? So don't take that with a pinch of salt. But definitely I have the hallmark signs of someone who has high-functioning depression um, these days because I just get to a point where I'm in school and I just get dragged down. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, the last few weeks I've definitely been going through it and I've definitely not been happy in school. But once I get on the road and head home, I'm a different woman altogether. So it definitely is school-related, work-related. But anyway, this week in particular, I had a conversation with a student, one of my my all-time favorite students. And he was talking to me and he was saying to me, it's very obvious that when you first came into the school, you were very happy, you were very eager to learn, and you just don't seem happy anymore. And he made it very clear, like he didn't mean that in a way as in I wasn't doing my job correctly. He meant it in a way as in he felt sorry for me or empathized for me because he knew I wasn't happy here. And I don't know why. And I and I discussed this with him as well. I had this like this tsunami of guilt come on top of me because I was like, oh, my God, I'm in school and obviously I'm trying my best, as any teacher would, but I'm being so wrapped up in my own ideas and my own thoughts, my own mind, because obviously when I walk into work, and a lot of people feel this way about their own, whatever wherever they work, I would go in and this dark cloud would come over my head and it gets so bad during the week that I actually can't string sentences together. I This week I nearly fell asleep in the can- in the staff room because... It just washed over me and it was just too much. Other times, my head just hurts all the time. So these are all the effects of this. But this has caused me to be as less observant than I was. And I'm not making myself out to be a martyr. I ain't no angel, okay? I'm definitely tough on the kids at times when it needs to be. And I definitely miss a lot when I'm in the best of health. But I feel like I'm missing a lot because I feel like, and I would hope, that I'm the type of teacher that people would talk to. 
about their issues and talk to you about their problems and whatnot. And I feel because I'm so wrapped up in myself, I can't see the children who need somebody to see the things that they, the the subtle signs they're trying to give. Because sometimes what people, all they need is someone to turn around to them and listen after they ask the question, are you okay? So I feel, I felt that guilt when I was talking to this student and I, and obviously he was so sweet to me. He, he made sure, like it's, it's it's such a funny bond, the bond between teacher and student, because obviously without going into an inappropriate level, you the, when you have a core group of students who you really respect, and I really respect a core group of those students, and they hopefully really respect me back, we lean on each other in ways, which is kind of strange as an adult saying that, because but ch- I find teenagers and children um, have great perspectives on things, and they're very honest in their conversation so I do enjoy speaking with the students and talking about feelings and talking about the the tough stuff with students because they give such great um I think I just turned my mic off there oh god that's what I get for fidgeting while I'm talking I feel like they give such great perspectives on things that you didn't think about or that the adult brain has like changed you has changed your way of thinking so I do appreciate that conversation but from that conversation brought on the idea of this idea of guilt and like I do feel very guilty but then I can't help that I feel how I feel and it's not my fault that I feel guilty but where does this guilt stem from and obviously I started thinking about the guilt of feeling sad and obviously we feel so sad when we feel so guilty over sad and it's like this huge circle that just never stops but we also feel guilt with other emotions too and I wanted to, to, to talk about this I'll start with sadness because we're on to it so obviously for a lot of people you feel guilty because the sadness like takes over you as I talked about for me personally it takes over it's very hard to see things very hard to be for me it's I just find one of the most important things in life is to be there for other people and to be a listening ear if they need it and I really respect people who do that but the last few weeks I definitely haven't been as good of a listening ear as I want to be now maybe I have and maybe I'm just being too difficult on myself too hard on myself but I feel like I could be doing so much more and I hate that it takes over me that way and whereas for some people obviously I know I'm speaking from a privileged position because I I'm not at the point where I can't get up out of bed in the morning I do understand and definitely for anyone if you have a friend or a family member who is suffering from any mental health issue sometimes it is a huge thing for them to even just get up out of bed I know I follow Luke Alexander on YouTube and he's been very open about his mental health struggles because he suffers from bipolar disorder and he says that when he's in an episode of deep depression he actually can't get up to go to the toilet it gets that serious so a lot of people suffer that way and obviously I'm talking about on a very shallow base level but some people when you have that sadness it takes over you and then there's that guilt of feeling sad and missing out from friends or not answering friends text messages it just takes over you you also feel guilty because ultimately things are worse elsewhere and I think I'm going to bring this up this point up again when I start talking about the happiness and guilt with happiness but there's always going to be somewhere worse off and I always find myself when I am having a conversation with someone my mother especially, or other other people. Like for today, for example, I, I had to be, 
I sat in my mum's office because we worked together in the in school. She's in the office in the accounts, and I um a teacher obviously. I sat in her office for about an hour after school today. And I just bawled my eyes out, and uh, one of the teachers came in. One of the teachers had actually just received really difficult news about her um family member. Everything's fine. I I touch wood. Did you hear that? I was hitting my head, but um to touch the wood, but uh. <laughs> I um, was halfway through just completely offloading myself on this person and bawling my eyes out, whatever. And then my mum had mentioned how she was going through some tough time. And the guilt just kind of... Now, she was she was so sweet to me. She listened, never made me feel silly for saying it. And no one ever does these things. No one ever makes us feel silly for... Um, well, no one I speak to anyway. Never makes you feel silly for being upset about things. But like... Sometimes you think, Jesus Christ, why am I crying over this? People are dying of cancer. People are homeless. People are starving. People are suffering. People have lost family members, lost children, lost mothers, lost fathers. And I'm here crying over a stupid job that would replace me in the morning. Sadness is relative, of course. But it's just silly how we get so worked up about things. And then we make ourselves even worse because obviously... (laughs) things could be worse elsewhere and the way I always say it is and if you are someone who feels this way the way I always see it is yes things are worse elsewhere and in my sadness and if I'm having a moment of sadness I that won't help me it won't help me that there are children who are homeless or it won't help me in that moment thinking about oh it could be worse I could I could be whatever I, that sounds really insensitive, but you get what I'm saying. You get, I don't mean it to sound insensitive. But it doesn't help me in that moment. It's all relative to me. The sadness is all relative to everyone, not just to me. And I think people who say, oh, things could be worse elsewhere, it's very um, dismissive of someone's sadness and it's very dismissive of how you feel and you're allowed to feel. And that's one thing that this lovely lady said to me today. She's like, Katie, you're allowed to feel sad. You're allowed to feel overwhelmed. And I think actually a new word I'm going to start using now is overstimulated. Because I I don't think it's overwhelm as much as it's overstimulated. There's just too much going on in my brain that I can't stop it. And maybe that's a new word I will start using. Also, we do get sad, and this is what's going to lead me into the next feeling as well. We We feel guilty about how this feeling of sadness takes over us. And makes us feel. I always feel like really guilty afterwards. Because I'm like you wasted time there. You could have spent an hour there now going to the gym. Or doing something productive. Or doing something that makes you feel good. Instead of sitting there wallowing. Now for me personally I've learnt. The hard way that if I don't just sit and let the sadness out. And just let it all out in that moment. It will fester and fester and fester until I let it out. So it was the right thing for me to do to sit there. And I looking back I feel that. But... I think that it's not fair for us to feel guilty for being sad. But it's something that we feel. Have you ever experienced this? Why do we feel this overwhelming sense of guilt when, when we feel anything? I don't, I'm trying to figure out where it came from. Where did the feeling of guilt for any type of emotion or um overactive emotion or even just a little bit more than being a plank really where did that come from did it come from the media 
maybe women in general like I feel like women now I can only speak from a woman's perspective so any men that are listening I'm sorry I can only speak from a woman's perspective but I feel like the guilt thing comes from ah you're just being a woman I know for me personally when I'm sad sometimes there'll be a joke I'll be like ah you're on your period and then I'm like oh god because I'm sad and because coincidentally I am on my period at the same time just sometimes coincidentally it, you'll start thinking oh god am I like feeding into like this female stereotype of hysterical women who just can't control their ho- hormones and maybe I am but it just makes me feel really guilty that I've let women down in a way if you get really deep and meaningful about it the next conversation I want to have or the next emotion I want to talk about is anger now I have a terrible temper I'm a Gallagher for god's sake I'm not related to Noel and Liam but by god I have the same temper as them and my dad's side of the family terrible temper and just I am learning my mother's side of the family have terrible tempers too but they're I I, I actually don't like my temper I, I I I like how I've been able to control it recently um because with age I've definitely controlled it a lot better than I have before because before I would just let off the handle and be very passive aggressive now I'm starting to like give myself the three strikes you're out before I lose the temper and I know it sounds a bit like bad and anti-teacher but like I do actually enjoy that or not enjoy but I'm proud of when I do get angry people turn around they're like oh shit Jesus she can get scary not that I'm trying to scare kids to respect me or anything like that but it's just kind of like I know I can do it and I know I don't have to be a walkover and I and I think now I've put my temper into more of a let me think how do I put this I put my temper more into a productive way I kind of use it more in a productive way because it makes me stand up for myself I let my temper the fire that the temper brings push me into actually being assertive that's the word sorry it's been a long day very 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 long day but yeah I'm like a bull in a china shop really and then I just end up crying because I feel guilty then because I got angry and I actually coincidentally had this conversation with another teacher in school yesterday he had just come in from a class and he had let rip at his students now and his students were asking for it okay they were being really rude for six-year students they weren't being he told me the whole story but anyway he then turned to me and was like I just feel shite because I know one my giving out to those students did not work it didn't hit home for them they don't care they don't understand it won't affect them but for me driving home I'll be really affected by it I'm going to be affected by it and I feel bad because I lost my cool and I let the students see me lose my cool and I'm the exact same even if I am well within my rights and it's happened so many times where students have and like look let's call a spade spades sometimes I'm asking for it right sometimes I I can be a little bit argumentative right Mm, any of my students who don't like me that are listening to this well I don't know why you'd be listening to it if you don't like me but um to be like oh yeah a little bit argumentative no sometimes yeah okay grand I I I ask for a bit of the cheekiness and I ask I've allowed certain bad behavior and I needed to stop it but when I get angry at a student no like 
so most some teachers like it i do see teachers who enjoy the power trip but like i don't like it when students when i have to get angry at students i don't like having to shout at students or not even shout but like get and get get angry at students especially in a music classroom a music classroom should not be a place where a teacher's given out but I, it doesn't hit me until I drive home. And then I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Sorry, cursy words. Um, Katie, why did you do that to yourself? Like, why did you let, let loose like that? There was no need to let loose like that. And I try and rationalise it. And you and I think this is the same with all the emotions. You try and rationalise it to stop the guilt from creeping in. But here he is, like an unwanted visitor. He never goes. The guilt never leaves. And I think it's the same... Oh, there goes my washing machine. Do you hear that? I'm going to stop this and see. Can I hear my washing machine in the background for a second? No, he can't hear it. Um, So I think it's the same with all emotions. That, or sorry, it's, it's the same with the assertiveness. Anger and assertiveness. And I think, again, I go back to the media. The two have been linked together when it comes to women. Again, can only speak for women. But to be assertive is to get the angry woman narrative or to get the bitch narrative. And I think sometimes when women especially get angry or try and be assertive, we worry that we're automatically going to be seen as a bitch instead of seen as somebody who is strong, independent, like-minded. I had another point and I'm after losing it. Friggity frack. Why can't I remember what I'm going to say? Sorry, I remember it now. It's probably one that I can't speak. Well, it's definitely one I can't really speak on because obviously I'm a white woman. But definitely, we see the... I don't know, like, obviously I I can't speak on the guilt. But, like, for, like, black women especially get this tainted, the angry black woman narrative, which I hate. I think it's so stupid because I have never seen myself... Any, like, and I have black students, I have students, obviously I meet the students' parents, etc, etc. Like, I've never met an, like, crazy, sorry, ignore Albert, like, going for a little nighttime scratch here at my leg. Um, I've never met, a, like, I don't know where this narrative of the angry black woman came from, because I've never met a woman like that that would meet that. No, whatever race, I wouldn't, I never met it. So, um, I think definitely, obviously, as a white woman, when it comes to the conversation about anger, I have a privilege. The reason why I brought that up, obviously, is to discuss my privilege. I have a privilege of, I can get a little bit angry and I can get away with it. I could get a little bit, I could get a lot more away with it than a black woman could. So, I do apologize if I have brought up something or if I'm talking um, about anger and guilt with anger through privilege lenses. And finally... The final feeling I have to talk about today is obviously the feeling of happiness. Now, I don't know if it's just me or anyone with mental health problems, uh, but I feel that happiness is very difficult to hold on to because we feel, especially with the media and with everything that's going on, it's very hard to stay in a happy position because we feel like we don't deserve this happiness. Something's going to happen to ruin this. And instead of us thinking the logical way, which is we should enjoy the happiness while we have it, we actually go the opposite way and say, oh my God, I'm happy now. 
oh god i feel guilty now there are people who are in awful trouble in the world there's so much injustice in the world and i'm happy why am i happy it's not fair to be happy and you go into this deep dark idea sorry let me just let the dog out for a pee pee and then i'll come back please enjoy this music I think obviously as well, it's not something that I've been dealing with right now. Well, obviously not in a very immediate sense. But I think people who suffer loss as well, or have friends who are suffering, there's a lot of guilt of why am I happy right now while they are suffering? Why am I happy right now because such and such has died? Like, I can't be happy. How can I be happy? How can I go on now that this person has left my life? It feels wrong. And guilt is a serious thing. Now, I could be talking on my ass here now, lads, and it could be making no sense at all. And I'm sorry, but this is what you signed up for. Guilt, it's just, it's a funny little emotion. It is a funny little emotion. Hello, Albert, are you back? How are you feeling? Do you want to speak on the, no? He put his back to me. He does not want to talk. But yeah, out of all the feelings in the world, my least favourite are guilt and regret. I just... To feel the guilt is like a... I can only say it's it's like a rock in the bottom of your stomach. I feel... And it just drags you down to your asshole. Sorry, too much information like i said it's been a long day very very long day um but and then regret regret is such a funny thing and the two go hand in hand they're going out like they're married they have seven kids you know what i mean um because with the guilt you're like oh why did i waste I wasted so much. I I wasn't I wasn't a hundred percent there now, and because I was so sad, I missed that that child needed someone to talk to. And then regret as why did I let this? I regret the sadness taking over, whatever, whatever, whatever. But there is ways to combat it, and let's discuss. Them. I've brought in some new habits to help me feel less guilty and to help me feel more together. That I think have helped me with my feelings full stop. That I would love to share with you if you would allow me to. This has been 20 minutes of pure unutter talking around in circles. I hope I haven't talked around in circles. Oh well, anyway. The first thing I've started to do is I've started to instill the habit of slow mornings. Okay? Now I want you to take this one. And I really want you to try this one, okay? Because I think it has made the world a difference to me. It really has, I think, in the mornings. So, before I used to get up at half seven and race through the morning routine to get everyone out and ready to eat, whatever. Now, I have spent some significant time in the evening, in my evening routine, which I'm going to talk about in a second, getting everything ready for the morning. I get up at half six, quarter six, okay? Now, I, or quarter seven, sorry. I know that sounds mad, all right? And I thought it was mad too for a while. But I just get up and I go, I eat my breakfast. I lie down. I watch a bit of telly in the morning. Obviously, I would read, but yeah, I can't read. And 
I don't have to rush anywhere because I'm I'm I've perfectly timed everything and I know exactly how long I have. So although I'm getting up earlier, I'm having a slower morning, which has made the world of difference for me to start my day. Because by the time I get in at nine o'clock, I've already been up through in two hours at least. I'm already I'm not grumpy. I'm not the morning sleep has weighed off and I feel ready for the day. And it definitely has changed my mood a lot in school. Even though the evening time, it's quite difficult. For me last year, the morning time was quite difficult. It was quite difficult to get in the morning. It was quite difficult to get up in the morning. If it weren't for Albert, I don't know if I would have gotten up in the morning. But definitely slow mornings have helped. So definitely bring that in. Try and get up even a half an hour earlier. Even if it's just to sit and lie in your bed for... Well, actually, no, I would say don't lie in your bed because it's very difficult. I'd say get up. Maybe even have a special seat outside or... Sit and meditate if you want to meditate. I personally don't want to do that, but eh. exercise. Now, I've only been doing this two weeks, and I when I always talk about exercise, I always end up losing the habit. So I'm hoping that I won't lose the habit. But I got gym membership in AIT, and I forced myself every evening not to hang around in school, because I used to always do that. I used to always hang around to look for jobs to do, which was stupid, because I wasn't getting paid after the hour of four o'clock. So fuck it all, right? Burn the place down if I had my way. But anyway, um, I started going to the gym. And I've been really focused and dedicated on just going and just sweating the shite out of myself. And I feel really accomplished after sweating. Then, no matter the weather, I try my best to collect the dog and go for a walk then as well. So whatever happens, nine times out of ten, I get about an hour and a half 40 30 minutes 40 and 30 minutes whatever that is uh 70 minutes sorry an hour 10 wow i can't count of exercise which has made the world difference in the evening time because usually i'll come home very upset i've long story short that's the way it is i always come home upset i'm always come home crying or overwhelmed of some description overstimulated of some description so the exercise really helps because it just makes me turn off and definitely on my instagram it's something i've been talking about as well with why i like hiking so much because with hiking and with running as well running i run on the treadmill only because i'm not great at running but i'm trying my best to get up there um with hiking it's two to three hours or maybe four depending on where you're going of pure focus on the task ahead because you need to watch where you're walking you need to watch the for me i need to watch where albert goes i need to watch what's around us if he's off the lead is there any sheep around i need to put him back on the lead etc etc and it just exercise just takes your mind off everything and you focus on the task ahead and as well i started with new settings on my phone which i'm going to talk about in two seconds actually that's my next point the settings the settings on my phone so I have it set that when my phone knows I'm doing exercise between my watch and my phone, it will reject all calls, all texts until the exercise is over and then I will get the notification, which has been a game changer for me personally. The use of personalized do not disturbs, the do not disturb times, the do not disturb um, or the screen time um, in the mornings and the after in the night times, um, just not answering the phone. Do you know what I mean? Just actually putting the phone down. I also did a thing where I turned off all my notifications. So I don't get notifications of Instagram, Snapchat, WhatsApp, what anything. So I have to actually open the app to see is there anything go happening. Uh, which has been a huge game changer as well. Because although if I'm in the middle of a conversation with someone, I'll kind of open the app to check if they responded. But nine times out of ten, excuse me. Nine times out of ten, I um won't be constantly like looking to see did somebody snap me 
when I haven't started a conversation with someone, which has been really, really good. So I would recommend look and investigate your phones. Do not disturb and um, boundary setting. I know another one when I'm reading. I don't know how the phone knows I'm reading, but when I am reading, it will automatically go on do not disturb. Or if I'm on personalized um I can have personalized do not disturb as well. And not only does it work on my phone, but it also automatically goes to my watch and my Mac, which I really enjoy and I really think it's handy. Because you can be cheeky with yourself sometimes. You'd be like, okay, right, I can set it on my phone, but I just might not do it on my laptop. But sure, it's already done. It's grand. Boundaries and work. Um, yeah, I'm doing my best to do boundaries at work and not to overextend myself more than I need to be. And now I'm going to explain that one because obviously I like to work. I love to work and I have done a lot of work but I will not accept calls after school now. I won't do it. Or before school. I will not do it. Um, I won't accept the j- jobs that... I won't go out of my way looking for jobs anymore. Because it's not worth it. And you get no thanks for it either. And like I talked about before. My new initiative is to go in and pretend... That the school people, sorry to any Americans listening, that the school people that I'm dealing with are Americans. Because for some reason, I can only stand up and be assertive against an American. Don't know why, but something in them screams at me to stand up for myself and not to take any shit. Sorry, Americans. And my final thing that I've started to bring in to kind of try and regulate my feelings is to have a really strong evening routine now whether this changes when school really kicks off and when musical kicks off and whatever like I said I have my strong evening routine with the um exercise but I come home and I start cooking the meal cooking dinner and while I cook dinner I prep lunch for the next day and my coffee machine for the next day so that way literally all I have to do is have to flick a switch and it just makes coffee for me game changer because I used to hate getting up every morning and have to prepare the sandwich. I haven't forgotten about it. So it's really good to do the things beforehand. Then I try my best to clean up the house a little bit, which always makes me feel better. Because I know when I'm starting to feel really down and in my set, in my little sadness, whatever you want to call it. I won't call it depression again, just in case I've offended anyone the first time I said it. I try and clean up the house a little bit because... I when I am in that state I just said the exact same thing twice oh my god Katie please you're losing your mind um when I'm in those moments um I know it's coming because I refuse to clean anything I just don't have the energy to clean anything or to do any type of washing or anything like that uh clothes I mean obviously I wash my clothes but I just leave them in a pile for ages if I don't do it and now some of you may say yeah that's just being a normal human that lives by themselves not me I'm a clean freak also, sweeping is very therapeutic. But anyway, that's my plan. I sit down then and I watch YouTube. And I, I'm between researching now. The tra- I'm watching travel videos, uh, researching cameras and photography, and also just looking up stuff. Just looking up random stuff. I try and pick a new topic every evening. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to get into photography now as well. Trying to find new hobbies that I like. And a new, an, a new one that I haven't done yet, but I'm, I'm currently in the works of, is I'm going to join a new group of, um, hopefully I can join the musical society in either my local area or in my school area. But I would love to join a new group of people, and, or a new group and make new friends with new people and just widen my circle a little bit. So because 
life's not all about work and life's not all about like giving your life to the work it's about enjoying yourself and I feel like last year I really cooped myself up and this year I won't need to push myself out and I just need to get there and I think as well I made that little step by going into the staff room a lot more and sitting and talking with people and having meaningful conversations with people and I can feel a difference in myself from being in the staff room so I like that I do enjoy that but anyway, guys, I don't know if this conversation has been one that's actually been helpful or if it's been good background noise, but let me know if it's something that you suffer with. Do you suffer from guilt of feelings? Like, do you feel something overwhelmingly that takes over your body and then after, after, straight after you're like, oh God, I feel really guilty for feeling that. Is it just something I've done? Is it a predominantly based on gender thing? Is there any men out there that don't feel that at all? And they're like, no, it's just a woman thing. Or is it the other way around and that it's actually more a man thing than a woman thing? I'd love to I'd love to know your feedback and topics on it. I will be sharing this on Monday. Uh you'll be hearing this hopefully on the Monday and I will be sharing it on my Instagram any feedback. So please share all the feedback you can. I hope that I will have a new YouTube video coming but I lads I'm not gonna lie to you it's so much easier to just sit here on my couch in front of a lovely fire but I probably will actually do the YouTube video at the fire yeah that's what I'll do yeah I'll do that but I hope to have a YouTube video for you as well soon I lost all my footage um from all my previous trips so I have to start fresh again which is fine but anyway guys yawn yawn Oh my god, ASMR. Sorry, I'm not even gonna bother ed- editing this. This is one of the sign. This is one of the um, side effects of being sad. I just couldn't be arsed. Uh, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If there is anything that resonated with you, please let me know. If you like what you heard, please give it a share, a like, a comment, whatever you want to do to help support. I have finally set up my pay or my account on anchor which is the podcasting service that allows me to get sponsored ads now or to get paid from it so please do share this uh with whoever you want out there in the world if you think they'll enjoy it and uh, tag me on your instagram stories if you want i would love to see that because um all help is good help and any bit of extra cash i can get from this will make it worth my while um but i do enjoy doing it without the money but the money would be a lovely added bonus but anyway guys i don't know where i'll talk to you next there is no plan but you'll just see where the wind takes you good night Better do it.